0: It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. My good
1: care me. Continuing on a Tuesday show, glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz, no matter which way you're joining us. Last night, an overtime victory for Kansas State, 94-90 over West Virginia. Ryan Gilbert, our friend from GoPowerCat.com, kind enough to join us here. But Ryan, I tell you what, you want to make the NCAA Tournament if you're Kansas State? Just get it to overtime, baby, because we're going to get a win.
0: <laughs> right. The drum Tang continues uh, to be unbeaten on in his overtime games at Kansas State, and Boy, there's really no explaining that uh, remarkable number for for Jerome thing. But Ross, I appreciate you having me on. Then,
1: hey, uh, okay. let's let's just get into that. I mean, why is Jerome Tang and Kansas State so good in overtime? Why is that happening?
0: Well, if you really do want an answer, um, they call it five to grind. Something they practice every day in the in the facility, and so it simulates the late game scenario, the situation, um, and. I, it's obviously paying dividends. It's working for this team. You know they they say that they they pump in crowd noise in practice. They do all those things um, to try to you know replicate what the last five minutes of a game is going to be like. And so uh, I think also, when you've been in an overtime game, just once or twice and you win it, I think you start to build that sense of confidence and it's sort of a snowball effect, right? Every overtime game you win, you kind of just know that you know, hey, been there, done that. and so, you know, K-State stays calm. They stay poised. Uh, they don't try to do too much in overtime. They let the game come to them when other teams maybe try to you know, force things up when, when things go to overtime. So, you know, K-State's got a mature group. Obviously, there's been some losses on the year. It hasn't been a perfect year. There's some weaknesses on this team. But there's one thing that's for certain, Ross. They do not panic uh, when that final buzzer sounds in regulation and that game's still tied.
1: No, they absolutely do not. What happened in the second half? Up 25 complete meltdown what happened in that meltdown
0: I think deep down Jerome Tang might tell you his team let his foot off the gas Um, there's no question I think that might be human you know humans do that right when you're up by 25 points and uh, you feel like you're going to cruise to a victory right you put on cruise control Uh, but credit to West Virginia the Mountaineers did not give up in this game Uh, you know Josh Eilert the head coach was outspoken about kind of how His team wasn't maybe motivated in the first half, but after halftime, they came out with more of a chip on their shoulder and played together and took advantage of that opportunity they had. So, you know, K-State, it just kind of felt like, okay, you know, West Virginia's got it down to 17. Okay, K-State's going to get a big bucket here and, and, you know, ruin their chances, right? Okay, it didn't happen. Same thing happened. West Virginia got it down to, like, 11 points. Okay, K-State could never get that bucket to, you know – uh, push West Virginia back, and that we lead got down to five, and, you know, West Virginia takes the lead, right? And so K-State, again, gets it to overtime, and, again, you don't have to win the game in overtime. Just get it there. <laughs> or, excuse me. You don't have to win the game in regulation. Just get it to overtime, and that's obviously what K-State did. But I think to answer your question, K-State probably took its foot off the gas a little bit, but those shots were falling in the first half, okay, Ross? This was the tale of two halves. In that first half, K-State shot over 50% from beyond the arc, Um, In the second half, those numbers dropped back significantly. So maybe you kind of live and die by the three, and that's a good example of that from this game.
1: Was this the best three-point shooting game of the season for Kansas State you would know?
0: Oh, percentage-wise, I'm not sure. I think maybe in the first half, that was probably the best half K-State had. But those numbers came back down to the mean a little bit in the second half. And so it was nice. You know, Tyler Perry got going early. Day Day Ames was cooking. And so it was great to see those guys um, in the first half. But, you know, Cam Carter's, probably still in a slump, you know, everybody kind of took a step back in the second half before rising up in overtime. So, I I would I don't I don't know the number off. I should know, but I doubt it. I doubt it.
1: Uh once again our guest is Ryan Gilbert of gopowercat.com Kent State winning in overtime, 94-90 over West Virginia. Had a huge lead at halftime, blew it, gets into overtime where they remain unbeaten underneath Jerome Tang. Was that the best game of the season for Tyler Perry? I mean, 29 points Six assists, but to me, was it was 29 points on 7-12 shooting. Was it his best game?
0: Well, that was a season high. So in that regard, yes. <laughs> I do know that fact. But I don't know, man. I mean, it's tough. to Like, I think Tyler Perry and, you know, K-State overall had a much better game against BYU on Saturday. You know, BYU is a much better opponent. K-State beat them by 10 points. You know, West Virginia, let's be honest here, Ross. I know Jerome Tank said that that's a team that's capable of beating anybody in the country. But West Virginia is like nine and what they're nine and nineteen now after the loss, right? They're they're not a good team and they're not in a good situation with the interim coach. And I think Josh Eiler's a great human being, um, you know. But he's just he's not a head coach, right? He's not um, the coaching staff that he put together, right? So West Virginia is not that good of a team. And so, with all due respect, K State should have blown out West Virginia. You know, they should have been up by twenty five points. They were. They should have you know held that twenty five point lead and they did not. So I, I don't want to say this was the best game of the year for anybody, including Tyler Perry. You know, I think you can look at the KU win, where Tyler Perry really dominated in the second half and overtime of that game. You know, he had a big, big shot against Villanova at the buzzer. You know, Tyler Perry's had some big moments in this game. He was clutch, of course, against West Virginia. But in my true, humble opinion, you shouldn't be in that uh so you shouldn't be in that spot against West Virginia where it has to come down to you hitting a clutch shot. You should have, you know, built upon that 25 point lead and put West Virginia in a coffin when you had the chance. And obviously, K State didn't do so. So, a good game from Tyler Perry was it his best game? No.
1: Once again, we are visiting with Ryan Gilbert of Go Power Cat. How much over these last two ball games going into BYU and then going into West Virginia was? and maybe still is, K-State's tournament hopes. I I felt like they were on life support going into BYU. They got a nice little jolt uh, and woke themselves up with that BYU win, and they kind of kept themselves alive with the West Virginia win. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I I think heading into this last five-game stretch, which of course started with BYU, um, I think winning 4-5, or no matter how you get it, if you win 4-5, or you're right back on the bubble. You know, depending on the other teams on the bubble, maybe you're the last team in, the first team out. But you win four of your last five, and K-State's off to a 2-0 start in those games. You've got a true chance. And it might come down to winning a game in Kansas City in the Big 12 tournament. But, uh, it, you know, K-State's back on it. I haven't checked your Lenardi's bracketology as of this morning. But um, the one thing that does scare me for Kansas State is their non-conference. You know, the loss to USC that they had is, just awful now Miami's not a good team anymore that's not a good loss and you lose to Nebraska they're a bubble team right but the wins so you know Wichita State that was one that you might think okay that's got a chance you know Wichita State's not good Villanova and Providence those are two bubble teams right now but at the time you beat them you know you thought that those were NCAA tournament locks right so K-State's non-conference strength the schedules in like the 200s in in terms of the rankings, and so you're kind of relying on the, you know, the committee putting more of a focus on your Big 12 record, what you did against these quality Big 12 teams, because without a doubt the Big 12 is the best conference in the country. So if you're K-State, you're hoping that that 18-game sample size means more than maybe the poor non-conference. And I'm not, you know, putting blame on Kansas State. They put some, you know, marquee programs on that schedule. You know, it's just unfortunate for Kansas State that those, you know, programs weren't as good as you once thought. So I think if you go for your last five here to end up the regular season, you got a solid shot, but, again, you might have to do some work in um, in Kansas City. But, I mean, you play the way you played against BYU, you're going to go forward in five. You play the way you played against West Virginia, you're going to win. In the first half against West Virginia, you're going to win four of your last five. If you play the way you played in the second half against West Virginia, Ross, you're going to be lucky – even pick up another win, so K-State's capable, they just gotta find that consistency for a full 40 minutes. Call your
1: shot, what do they do out of these last three?
0: Man, I I hate to, I don't want to be a homer, <laughs> I really don't, but I think, I'm, I'm buying into what it, you know, Jerome Tang, Tyler Perry, they've all been outspoken about their belief. so I think K-State picks up a win at Cincinnati, um, there's no, I'm not gonna be crazy and say that K-State's gonna win at KU, so that's an automatic loss, you're gonna lose on the road at KU, and and essentially a must-win game to close out the regular season. I think K-State finds a way against Iowa State so uh, at home. So I think they can win four or five. I really do. Um, and this is, you know, Jerome saying he's always been outspoken about peaking in March, peaking at the right time. And you kind of get the sense that, okay, the pieces are starting to come together. You know, when K-State had lost seven of its last eight, the Wildcats weren't making wholesale changes. They were just trying to tweak some minor things here and there, you know, get a, get a few extra possessions in the game, which can mean the difference in those tight ball games. And, you know, I think they've started to make those tweaks, those, those adjustments, and so it seems like things are coming together here. Now, I I wouldn't be shocked if K-State goes out and loses three in a row. I really wouldn't be, but, I mean, it's now or never for this team. You know, Tyler Perry, he knows his NCAA tournament. Um, you know, dreams rely on these last couple of games, and he's been outspoken about it. Everybody's been outspoken about their goal of not only making the NCAA tournament, but before the season, Ross, they were talking about getting to Phoenix, for the final four. And so, um, you know, they've, they've got a chip on their shoulder here with something to prove. So I think K-State can win two of the next three. I really do.
1: Okay. We'll get you out of here on this in 60 seconds. How many teams do you think make the tournament from the big 12 as it sit here right now?
0: Man, that's a tough question. I know that it's, it's different now. Okay. You look at the big 12 and the numbers from the past years, that's honestly apples, to, apples to oranges here because the big 12 now got 14 teams in it. Right. Back in the 10-team, you know, Big 12, you can get eight teams in, right? You can go eight and 10 in the Big 12, have eight teams go in and, and get in. But now I just don't know how to answer that question. I would probably say nine teams, though, would be my, my best guess, Ross. But could be more, could be less. We just don't know how this committee is going to do the Big 12 with, with, uh, with more teams in it.
1: It's a valid point. He is Ryan Gilbert of GoPowerCat.com. Ryan, thank you so much, my friend. Great stuff. And uh, we'll be talking to you down the road.
0: Yes, sir, Ross. Thank you.
1: Once again, great stuff from Ryan Gilbert. Uh, our crack research team of Christian Peck Demet in on it. Uh, according to Joe Lenardi, he, uh, Kansas State has moved into the next four out. So they are, what, like eight, seven, eight deep off from off the bubble? I Considering I, where they were where at. Where I sit, right? Big deal. <laughs> I, I was looking at Bracket Matrix, and Kansas mm. State is only on one bracket out of like the hundreds of brackets they put on. Look, it, it's. If I'm calling my shot right now, I still think it's an NIT team at this point in time. That's it's mm. no offense to Kansas State or anything in the fans. I just think it's an NIT team. Watching them play, it looks like a good NIT team. Just don't know. I We'll see. Uh, no doubt you got to win two out of the next three. No doubt about that. And you're probably going to have to win two in Kansas City. At least two to put yourself in a yeah, decent probably. spot. That's where you're probably going to sit. Depends, and even then, you still might be sitting on the edge. Because there's going to be some bid stealers. And right now yeah. you're seventy first yeah. in Ken Palm. you got some work to do. there is some work no, to be you're done, done wrong. that's like work to be done hey we we to- we said it uh like a week ago. you have a ton of room to make of work to make up, but hey good stuff. They're, right? they're that's right they're on the right path and by the way, that loss in Nebraska is not a terrible loss. that's a twenty and eight team <laughs> at's top forty in Ken palm, so. <laughs> Ryan, stuff that up your pipe. Oh, I knew that. That's was a funny. good. That's a good loss. Even though it was a spanking, that was a spanking. Nebraska is mm. squarely in the tournament right now. If it ended today, uh, all right. Let's get to a break. When we come back. We will wrap up the show uh, with our final thoughts next in the Blitz.